What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Scoutology Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Scoutology, Quentin Mayo. I'm coming to you live from Tulum, Mexico. If you are watching on Substack, Instagram, YouTube, you can see the sweat condensation on my face because it is a gentle 104 degrees outside. But, you know, still, the humidity is not that bad today. The coverage is nice in my backyard. And this is the perfect weather to talk basketball. It's always the perfect weather to talk basketball. So um, before we get started, I just want to explain what Scoutology is, and I'm going to get right into our topic of discussion today, our player of discussion today, and that is Ian Lazarevsky from Slovenia. So number one, Scoutology is a company and a brand that I just launched uh, that is designed to discover and develop the future of basketball. That is our tagline. That is our motto. That's our belief in and that's what we're going to be doing here uh, on this side. So if you're uh, maybe looking at your feed a little differently on some podcast platforms or on Substack, you're like, this, what is Scoutology? This is the old mayo.substack that is all gone. This is uh, my new company, my new brand, my new baby, Scoutology. And I'm so excited to get started. Um, so uh, without further ado, I-, I just want to jump right into it. Uh, actually, before we get started, make sure you go ahead and follow on uh, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, uh, subscribe for all of the latest content just to stay connected and see, you know, what this grows into. I'm excited to see what this grows into as well. And I really hope I can change the way you view basketball, you uh, view athletes in the sport, uh, these humans in the sport, and I also learn something during this process. Uh, so, yeah, I really don't have a long intro. This is going to be right to the point. These are how they're all going to be. I just want to talk hoop. So if you like talking hoop, you're in the right place. So let's dive into it. Uh, As you guys may know, you got a thing called FIBA going on. And recently, the FIBA U16 European Championship uh, was underway. And, you know, me just being on YouTube, I'm scrolling, just always trying to get some basketball content in. But I really felt God lead me to this one game, which was Slovenia versus Montenegro. I know, super random. Super random, super random, but it was Slovenia, their U16 game against Montenegro. So I put it on because, of course, it's basketball. And this this kid is flying around the floor, and and he's just he's just playing basketball the right way. And immediately I was like, who is this guy? So of course I jump into the box score, go to see who he is, and it's Ian Lazarevsky, 16 year old. Uh, he's playing point guard for them. Now the thing that I love the most. The thing that I love the most, ooh, you guys know me. Shout out to Olin Simplest, Big Guard University. I love big guards. I love guys with some size, six six and above, that can handle the ball. And I, I noticed that Ian, you know, he's listed at six six some places, six seven, six eight. Um, but he's he's the primary ball handler. He's the point guard for Slovenia. And when I tell you, he was cooking. He was cooking. Uh, I got a stats up here from the from FIBA, and I'm going to, you know, just throw out there, and it's not all about the numbers, all about the stats, but the numbers do tell a, a decent story about the impact that he had on the floor. Uh, during FIBA, he averaged 15.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, excuse me, 15.5 points, 6 rebounds, and 5.2 assists, and also 2.5 steals per game. He shot 85, almost 86% from the free throw line. I'm not going to lie, I watched at least 10 to 15 of his games just going and watching all of his film i've maybe seen him miss two free throws but he shot 86 percent from the free throw line during the FIBA world cup and uh, his assist to turnover ratio (laughs) 
Now, if you're not familiar with the assist to turnover ratio, the higher the number, the better. That means that you have the ball in your hands and, you know, essentially how well do you protect the ball while setting your teammates up? He had a 7.7 assist to turnover ratio. So, of course, I was immediately interested, uh, not just that this 6-7 guy is running the offense, but he can shoot the ball extremely well. He has a very low energy stroke that is easily replicable for him. Um, and it doesn't really matter what situation or scenario he is in. He he can get the shot off. And, you know, something that I have noticed, especially when kind of, you know, projecting guys, you know, can you shoot the ball? That That's what it really comes down to. There's a lot of things that, you know, you can be wild at in basketball, athleticism, uh, uh, ball handling, you know, all these different things. But can you shoot the ball and shooting the ball well? At that age, at 16 years old, I'm pretty sure he played up. At that age is something that is really interesting to me. And the way he was able to knock down shot after shot after shot, not just against Montenegro, not just against Italy, not just against, uh, you know, a bunch of the teams that they played in FIBA, but I'm going back and watching him play uh, for Mega Basket. He's He signed to uh, Mega. He plays on their cadet team. They actually just won back-to-back uh, national championships. Uh and he was a huge part of that. He had 18 in the championship game. After a rough start to the game, he started to turn it on. I think he knocked down three or four threes straight. He had this one step back three that was super, super impressive and very timely. And uh, can you shoot the ball? And he can he can really shoot the ball. Now, I, I believe uh, some of the stats and the numbers said he shot around 31% from behind the arc during FIBA. It didn't feel like 31%. It felt that he, like he shot a better clip, but still, I don't think the numbers tell the true story. Like, he has a, a jump shot that can translate to EuroLeague, that can translate, I believe, to the NBA, uh, especially given his age. He's 16 years old, born on March 30th, 2007. Now, uh, back to some more things that really uh, impressed me about him is his ball handling. At 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", you know, you got some guys that want to be labeled big guards but can't really pass guys open. Uh, that is not true for, for Ian. He is a guard that has good pace. He does a really good job at protecting the ball as well, and he knows where everybody's going to be on the offense. He does a lot of pick and roll, especially from the left wing that he's most comfortable at. And on the left wing, it's, it's almost like unstoppable sometimes the way he can – as my wife comes out in the middle of me recording. Um, when he's on the left wing, he, which is his preferential spot, you know, he's really able to navigate easily down the lane uh, and set up his guys, set up his teammates for success. And even at his, with his frame, his weight is unknown for some reason. Like I've looked everywhere for how much he weighs. I'm actually in communication with one of his coaches, his FIBA coach, Gregor, trying to figure out how much he actually weighs at this point, but he's super skinny, but still you can't teach confidence. You can't teach, you know, aggression, assertiveness, and he has no problem getting in the lane, penetrating, collapsing defenses and setting up his teammates. And he's always begging for the ball. Like that's one thing I love when I see young guys, especially internationally, when you're playing in settings, when everybody on your team is a really good basketball player, who wants it? Who wants the ball? Who who wants the moment? Who wants to go out there and take take the ball in the biggest of moments and, and make those shots? And he's like, almost every play, like, give me the ball. And it's not, I don't want to say it's a selfish thing. I don't think it's gotten to a selfish level as far as I can tell. But the fact of the matter is the team is better when he has the ball in his hands. 
And he knows that. And he shows up and has earned the right, I feel, to have the ball in his hands as often as he did during FIBA. So watching him uh, go through that onslaught of competition uh, where every nation, every country is sending out their best representatives and he's just picking through defenses like it's nothing, shooting shooting over guys. Uh, he's, he has a step back that he's developing as well. He really, he really doesn't shoot it as much as he teases it, but it shows his ability to, how do I say, uh, to, to be creative off the ball and to be creative off the dribble. And it really, you know, uh, pushes his ceiling up higher than maybe a guy who's just a knockdown shooter with some decent ball handling skills. Like he, in my notes, I've had this a bunch of times. I really believe that he could be a lead guard. And we oftentimes just throw the lead guard label on anybody who's above 6'6 that can dribble just a little bit. Just look at some of the busts that you have in the NBA of that size, 6'7 and above, that have dribbled the ball at a a moderate rate wherever they came from and then you're like well can you run an offense and I think he can run an offense he seems like a student of the game of the game he seems like he he really understands how defenses are trying to stop him and if you're watching on YouTube I am sweating so profusely because it is so hot and I have the worst shirt on this Arkansas Razorback shirt has no ventilation whoo yeah, I mean, I don't have many shirts that I wanted to put on for this video, so I was going to rep the Razorbacks, but I knew the risk I was running when I was putting this shirt on. But yeah, he is, uh, I think he can really be a lead guard, and, and that's impressive. So yeah, I, I really don't know what else I want to really say about him. I think you guys should keep an eye out for him. Uh, their season, Mega Basket season, is starting soon. Of course, Euro League hoops start soon. Um, and if you want to go on YouTube, you can actually check out some of his uh, cadet basketball, which is the lower level of their main team. It's the youth version of their main team. If you want to go check out his cadet film, it's it's kind of tough to to find because of the names of some of the the games. But maybe I can link that or or, or something, uh, maybe on Substack or whatever, maybe on Spotify, or, you know, wherever you guys are going to be listening to this. Thank you, baby. But, yeah, you should, you should check him out. You should check him out. I think he's somebody that is definitely in the running or should be in the running for uh, some, some eyes to be held, to be placed on him, rather. I know that from some work I've done, you know, over the last year, guys like Zachary Rissache, who plays in France, he's just, he just recently transferred to Borg, but used to play for Asvel. Uh, last year, you know, ran by Tony Parker's younger brother, the coach of Asvel. But he has a very similar build and skill set to, to Zach. But I think he's very similar, if if not on Zach's level already. Uh, we're talking about guys who can really knock down the long ball, but also shot create, set guys up in the half court set. And I didn't even talk about this defensively. He's just a high-energy guy. He is, he's super involved, and he's almost a – I won't say almost. He's a wild card sometimes on defense. You got guys who are so confident and so hungry for the ball that they tend to maybe drift off and do their own thing on defense. I will definitely classify Ian as one of those guys at this current moment because, though, I mean, I just read his stats earlier. He's averaging two and a half steals during FIBA. 
it's not an easy thing to do if you're just going to stay in your own box and your own bubble and be in your own assignment. Now, some people could probably do that, but, you know, you got to take some chances to get the ball back. And it's all about having the ball. Possession is everything in any sport. And there's a lot of times where he may leave a guy who he feels is inferior around the perimeter just to go backside and help out one of his mans who's defending the post or sees a post entry and he'll come in and steal the ball and then kick it in transition or advance the ball himself. Like he takes a lot of risks defensively. But I mean, he has the, he has the stats to show for it. Oh, two and a half, almost three steals. I think anybody would love to to flip the uh, court that many times throughout a game, especially getting that production from one guy. Uh, a lot of things, or one thing that really stood out to me too was how Slovenia, and I think this is more of an international thing that I'm noticing, opposed to maybe you know the states or domestic basketball, is. You know, Slovenia was picking up full court from game one through game, you know, I think they played, what, eight games or so. They pick up full court, and he was a catalyst in that. He's picking up your point guard full court and, and picking his pocket. Like, I have one clip or a couple clips that I, that of note that I pulled where, you know, he gets a bucket. He's right on the, the inbound line picking up full court and then reading the cadence of the the point guard so as soon as he goes to cross his hand is right there for the rip hustles past the offensive player to get the ball lay it up in the basket and then he's right back on defense you can't teach that you can't teach effort and it's hard to it's hard to cap effort too it's hard to it's hard to get guys to be fake high energy high effort guys because at a certain point it it runs out at a certain point you know you're, you're exposed this is this is a guy who really, truly gets after it on defense because he wants the ball that bad. And, and I mean, he's really good at it. He has a long frame. I'm trying to see and get an assessment of how he can fill out his body because, like I said, right now he's super skinny. He's super skinny, but then again, he's only 16 years old. A lot of 16-year-olds are skinny unless you're a freakish athlete. Um, but I like the effort he brings on defense as well. Now, speaking of athleticism, that's something that I think still remains to be desired a little bit. I haven't seen him dunk the ball. That's a little concerning because you are 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he doesn't have an explosiveness to the rim that really makes me feel like watch your head. But he does have the willingness to get in the paint. Now, his finishing needs some work, too. But I think a lot of those things will come with, you know, him growing into his body, him truly hitting puberty, him truly being on a workout plan. I think those things will come with that. But I haven't quite seen it yet. Now, I'm not saying that this is a player who could go straight to the NBA right now. That's not what I'm arguing. All I'm arguing is that he hasn't gotten a bunch of media coverage. He hasn't gotten a bunch of attention. And I believe he should be. Because he could really play basketball. I don't know if it's, you know, NBA level right now. I know it's not NBA level right now. But could he top off as an NBA basketball player? I I think so. I think he could at least play in EuroLeague. But I guess we'll see soon. Trying to think of some other things that I can say about him, maybe positive or negative, that I had in my notes. Bear with me a little bit as I rack my brain. I think I pretty much said everything I wanted to say about him. You guys got to watch him. 
you gotta watch the kid and i know if you're watching on whatever platform i'm putting this on whether it's youtube or substack you'll see some clips that i put up on the screen that do highlight who he is as a basketball player but go give him a follow go give him a go to slovenia's uh u16 or their national team page and turn on post notifications if you really love basketball that's what you should do now if you don't love basketball like that i don't suggest you do it hey man nba schedule just came out go ahead and circle your favorite games on the nba schedule but if you're really truly here because you love basketball and you want to keep an eye out for good possibly great basketball players coming down the pipeline you got to check this kid out you got to check him out because i'm going to be i'm going to be locked in i can't wait to see when mega basket season starts I can't wait to keep my eyes on him. I can't wait to see how he fills out in his frame. I'm really excited to see what's next for him. He didn't get a bunch of on-ball responsibilities when he was playing for Mega. Like, he didn't get to run point guard like he did in FIBA when he was in Mega. And that's interesting because I, I wanted, I really want to know or ask him somebody, and I'm in the process of trying to figure this out. What switch? What switch flipped, rather, to where we get to FIBA and they're like, here, you're the point guard. You're the number one. You set up the offense. Go after it. And he showed up and showed out. Like, that wasn't something that he really had on display in, on his cadet film. I don't know what he's doing, but he's working. And somebody's, somebody's acknowledging it because they're putting the ball in his hands. And he was cooking during FIBA. He was cooking. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. If you enjoyed the podcast, I suggest you give it a follow. Subscribe on Substack, paid subscriptions, you get access to the good stuff. I can't guarantee that all these podcasts are just going to be available to everybody on the free subscription because, I mean, it's just a sub- subscription-based platform. I'm sorry, that's just not how it works. I don't even think, I don't even know if this, should this be paid or for free, baby? This is, what's this? This is free? All right, my manager said this one's free. So you guys are welcome. Ian Lazarevsky, keep him in your mind. Keep your eyes peeled for him. The jump shot is really good. He has true potential. Excellent passer. Excellent passer. High energy, high effort. Not a bunch of athleticism. Size is interesting from a height perspective, but in terms of weight, I need a little more size to put on his body. But we can work with that. Get him some meals. Oh, and I'll leave you with this lastly. His leadership. Leadership is something that you can't really measure. Well, you definitely can't measure it on the stat sheet. But by putting in the time to watch how his teammates interact with him, how he interacts with his teammates, how involved he is and connected he is, whether he's on the floor or not, those are signs of a good leader. And I remember after the Italy game, which they shouldn't have lost, by the way, but they did. After the Italy game, he's one of the first guys through the handshake line. And then he's one of the first guys leading his team to the center court. So they can, you know, as a team, huddle up and just, you know, when they win, they huddle up, they celebrate. When they lose, they still huddle up and just, you know, talk or whatever they do. And after the Italy game, which he almost willed them back to win, by the way, he gets the team in the huddle and he just starts going off on them. Now, I can't now, I don't know what he said. I didn't hear it. It wasn't for all of us to hear. But I'm just talking about the attitude, the mannerisms. The, he was ripping. He was ripping his team. 
But the one thing that I that I recognized in that moment was that number one, he's passionate about the game. Number two, he has an, an expectation of of winning and how the game should be played. And number three, he's challenging his teammates to be the best version of himself. And number four, how his teammates responded to him going at them like that. That was important to me. They didn't look at him crazy. They didn't look at him sideways. They didn't tell him to shut up or kind of just wave him off. They were they were locked in. They were connected with him, looking at him in his eyes and affirming him. And that's a good sign. Because if you if you have a guy that is yelling at you and giving you all these corrections and and instructions. You better be walking the walk yourself on the floor and off the floor. So to be comfortable enough to do that and it be seemingly well received by his team, his colleagues, his peers, those that are of his own age at that level. That's impressive. That's impressive. So that's Ian Lazarevsky, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Quentin Mayo. Like I said, if you enjoyed this, subscribe, follow, comment, share. And until next time. It's been the Scottology Podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.